0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to the Diet Ride Podcast. Hey, everybody! It's Brooke
1: and Alyssa Miller, both dietitians, both from the Midwest, both moms, and we have a little Ashton here because <laughs> Dad wasn't home to watch him when we left. So, and he's a he's a diet rider through and through. Yeah, he loves dieting. food, <laughs> aka milk. That's and all he gets: pooping, breast milk and poop, breast milk and poop. That's
0: your life, man. What goes in comes out. Oh, we yes. We saw it. We it, heard it. We saw it. We it did it. It does. Oh, he's a cutie. Oh, oh bless
1: my... you. Is that his knees Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh, he does love looking around. He, yeah. He's very alert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about organic food. Food organics. Yeah. How do you say that? Organic, organic food. food. We're going to talk about organic.
1: So, Alyssa, what does organic mean, and what does a food have to be regulated by to be oh organic? Gosh. I have so many things. Good. I wrote good. down so she many things, She wrote so many guys. things down, so I'm just going to let her
0: take it. Uh, take it away. Take it away. Just my solo soapbox over here. Um, so the USDA organic seal that a lot of people will see oh. on food, so it's like that little green, you know what I'm talking about, the yep. seal that is on foods that are technically organic. Um, you have to earn it. You have to pay for it, <laughs> and you have to earn it and get certified as a certified organic producer um so it basically means there are different types of foods that can be certified organic but so like your fruits and vegetables or produce can now needs to be grown in soil um without prohibited substances they have a list for three years so those are like the pesticides the synthetic pesticides for three years so if you buy a new farm and the farmer before you was not an organic farmer you have to wait three years before you can be certified organic Which is, yeah, I think it's good, but I also wonder if three years is enough and why they decided three years. Yeah, like came up with that cutoff. Right. Because, I mean, I know soil turns over, but if someone was heavily using pesticides three years ago, I wonder if they've done tests to show that, like, it's now minimal or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, um, so free of synthetic fertilizers and pesticides for three years, Mm. um, the meat. So when you have any sort of meat products that are certified organic needs to be a hundred percent organic fed, which I didn't know. I thought that it was far less than that organically Mm. fed. Um, so their feed needs to be organic. Um, and their, this is interesting. Their quote on their website was quote, living conditions need to accommodate natural behaviors, behaviors. yeah it's not really a great standard of practice so when you think about like cows they should their natural practice should be like in a pasture right well a lot of cows as we know are not in pastures and are actually kept inside for majority of their life so i think it was interesting i kind of went in it went into it learning things that i am like (laughs) Oh, oh really I'm a little skeptical about because I know that certain terms and labeling can really mean anything. So I feel like reading into the fact that they just say living conditions need to accommodate natural behaviors is not really a great, it's not a measurable thing, I don't think, right? It's kind of up to the person investigating. Anyways, we'll get into yeah. that. Um, They also can't use any antibiotics or hormones, um, but they do get vaccinated. Those, um, you know, whatever meat product you're looking at, so pigs or whatever. Um, And then any processed foods that are labeled organic, so like your organic Oreo-type cookies or something like that, basically can't have any artificial preservatives, colors, flavors, and most of their ingredients need to be organic. Um, The only things that are allowed that are not organic in those products are like non-agricultural products which they called like water salt pepper baking soda enzymes like in yogurt and stuff like that um also something to be included is if something is usda organic it cannot have any gmos okay which is interesting because i think a lot of times they label it twice they right. say
1: organic, certified organic no non-GMO. gmos
0: right which is a different process of labeling But basically, the USDA, the way that they label foods is people apply for accreditation to be an organic producer, and then you have to basically find someone that will come out and survey your land or your produce or whatever you're growing or selling to make sure that it meets all the criteria, and they audit you, tell you if you're certified or not, you get the certification, you have to pay for it, and then it's an annual review, which I always feel like... I guess a year every year is fine, but like don't you want them to be out there more often to make sure they're following the right protocols? Yeah. I would think so. But it's but how do you regulate all that? Right. It's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive exactly. and it's like and at what benefit, you know? Right. So I don't know. It's an interesting arena, but Um, There are four labels that are out there. So you can have something that's 100% organic, which, like it says, it needs to be 100% of everything needs to meet all those criteria. You can have something just labeled organic. So not 100% organic, just organic. And that's 95% of the ingredients are organic. Um, Made with organic blank. So like made with organic raisins or made with organic grains or whatever, um, just says that 70% of the product is organic. Um, and they don't get the seal, so they don't get the USDA organic seal on that one. And then they can also say that the specific ingredients are organic, and that is when less than 70% of that product is organic or meeting the standards of organic. They can say specific ingredients are organic. And again, that one doesn't have the seal, so you'd have to read the ingredients to see that. So yeah, so that's kind of the definitions according to the USDA, which the other thing I wanted to mention is that labeling or marketing, they can use the word organic,
1: as part of their name, right? Like the brand name could be something organic. Yes,
0: which does not that mean does it's it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is really unfortunate. And like a lot of that, you technically there are lawsuits that have been filed against people that use certain terms in their product to make people believe that it's you know one thing or another. Um, so you can file lawsuits or whatnot, but I mean, food companies are so big; it's really hard with lobbyists and everything to win. But I thought that was interesting. They talked about that with um, the quote unquote free range, hormone free, natural, like all of those labels that you might see on something don't actually mean anything. Right. So it's kind of like a good faith. Like it's all in good faith that like your chickens are free range. There's no actual company that comes out and surveys and makes sure, you know, whatever you're following protocols, which is really sad because I think people fall for it a lot (laughs) or like... I use it's hard not to when you're totally. in a rush
1: grocery shopping and yes. then you just see organic or grass-fed versus grass-finished, which is like yes. what we talked about. Or, yeah, free-range or cage-free. It's like, yep. you know, if you see one of those words, you're like, oh, it must be better.
0: They did talk about um, the livestock needs to only have 30% of their nutritional needs from grazing, pasture, um, grazing in pastures and in healthy living conditions. So... 30% of the grazing season, basically, mm, their food, 30% of their food needs to come from grazing, which is not that
1: much when you think yeah. about it, um, when you're trying to eat organic and... That's, like, us being, natural. like, we're going to eat 30% of, like, our day is going to be, like, great foods, like, fruits and vegetables, and... Right. And then 70% we're eating shit eat anything. <laughs> chips and cookies. Sounds like a good day. I mean... <laughs> But seriously, it is. Yeah. And you
0: know, really the animals that you're eating or the the produce that you're eating, but mostly the animals, it's what they're eating or what they're living, the conditions that they're living in. So the mm-hmm. soil that they're being grown in, how they're being treated while they're getting grown, like the, the actual plants are being fertilized with, or you're looking at cows or pigs or chickens, and it's actually what their feed turns into and is used you know, in their muscle. So when you start eating those foods, that's where you get the nutrition from is basically what they ate while they were alive. So I was kind of disappointed by the 30%. Honestly, I thought that was kind of sad. Um, And then I did some research because I think there's a lot of um, controversy over whether or not organic is worth it. And I think it is more expensive. Um, so, 10 to 50% more expensive on average is what I found. And that's across the nation and just like a big average. But honestly, I've seen it probably higher. I've seen than it higher. 50%. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think it's all kind of like a, a balance and what's important to you. Um, but basically, there was this research study that was done in 2012 that talked about how there wasn't a big difference between organic food and, and non organic. They looked at produce and meat and dairy products and basically said it wasn't a significant difference between the amount of pesticides in there, or the nutritional benefits like um, antioxidants or vitamin mineral content. However, that study was endorsed by some pretty not they're not sketchy companies, but it was endorsed by powerful powerful companies, and they were endorsed and supplied with the money to do the research by these companies that have an obvious stake in um non-organic food
1: which is hard when you're doing any research study you really want to look at who's funding this research Mm -hmm. study because you can get some mixed data depending on
0: who's funding these studies and the the data can be totally skewed in one direction or another just with verbiage around it so Mm -hmm. they can take the same numbers and make them sound awesome or horrible you know so like the antioxidant different They did find in that study that there was a difference in the amount of antioxidants, more antioxidants readily available in the organic food than inorganic or non-organic. But the way that they said it was like, it's not a significant difference. Well, in research study, you get to decide what's significant. Right. Significant is like saying the word small or large. Yeah. You don't know. So what's significant to me versus significant to you could be very different. Um, Now, there was a more recent research Article, Which actually I have pulled up Because I wanted to get the name of it right Um, Okay so it was done by like the British Journal of Nutrition And it's Higher antioxidant and lower cadmium concentrations And lower incidence of pesticide residues In organically grown crops A systematic literature review and meta-analysis So they looked at like almost 400 other researchers um, Work To see what they found And compiled it And they did find a statistically significant difference Between the number of Well it says in the title Antioxidants in organic versus non-organic The cadmium Which is a heavy metal found in soil um, So the amount of cadmium Which can lead to um, They call it a uh, Class 1 carcinogenic When it's in your body So pretty big deal I think Yeah Um, So they found a lower concentration of cadmium in um, the organic produce and then also the pesticides. There was significantly less pesticides, obviously, in organic foods than non-organic. And then something else I wanted to mention was just the higher omega-3s that have been found. That's pretty much... Um, standard in every research study that's out there that there's a higher omega-3 content in um, dairy eggs dairy and eggs and meats um, when they're organic and that's mostly because they're eating organic foods and they're usually grazing on grass or hay or alfalfa um, which changes the dynamic of their muscle which we then end up eating or their dairy or milk that they produce which they turn into cheese so it all makes sense I feel like, To me, and you can kind of share what you feel like, but I try to buy organic when I can, when I can afford it, Mm -hmm. which obviously is a privilege just to afford it. But um, when I can afford it and also when it makes most sense financially, like I kind of weigh, like if there's two options on the table, one's organic and one's not. If it's not a big significant price difference and it's still going to fit in my budget, I go organic.
1: Yep, same here. I think the price depends. And then for me, it's what kind of fruit and vegetable it is specifically. And then like dairy, I mean, really the only dairy I eat is cheese and half and half yeah. in my coffee. So like, yeah, if, if they're organic ones, a little bit cheaper or like a, just a little bit more expensive, I'll buy organic. Um, when it comes to fruits and vegetables, I kind of base it off of like the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk about that quick. Yeah, so the Environmental Working Group is the
0: one that puts out the Dirty Dozen every year. And um, they base... Do you know how it's, like, decided?
1: I don't know how it's decided, but I... I I didn't realize how much it varied every year though. Yeah, every year it's definitely. I didn't realize that. Weird. (laughs) Yeah, because I my dirty dozen is like from what I learned in my internship. Yeah, and I just think it's still
0: accurate. But basically, they actually take samples from around the nation to see which ones
1: are highest in pesticides that year on average, and then they compile this list. So okay, number one, strawberries, which I did not think that was number one, so that's surprising. Yeah. Um, spinach, kale nectarines apples grapes peaches cherries pears tomatoes celery potatoes and mm-hmm. hot peppers so potatoes i'm surprised about because i never buy organic potatoes uh, mm-hmm. um otherwise apples too, i thought i was surprised by i did know apples and i do actually try to buy organic apples um like some stores will have a bag of organic apples yeah and it's like four dollars for a bag and it's like there's like eight small apples, so right. I, you know, in that case, I'll buy it. Um, yeah, I definitely
0: don't feel like these are your most expensive differences in organic and, mm-hmm. and non-organic. Um, I I feel like in our intern or in our schooling, at least we were taught like anything with like a soft perishable, you know, flesh. Skin. So like strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, like a lot of the berries or fruits. Apples Because they're more porous. So when they put the pesticides on them, the thought is that they absorb more of the pesticides than other fruits Mm -hmm. with like harder. Like in my head, apples, you can wash an apple really well and it's not as permeable as a raspberry. But yet raspberries aren't on this list.
1: Right. And then like an avocado. Yeah. I mean, you're not eating the outside of an avocado. A banana, you're not eating the outside of a banana. So it's like avocados and bananas, I've never bought organic, and I probably never will. Because... So when it's sprayed with pesticides, you right. peel it off. Right, you're eating the inside. It's not, not. permeable. Yeah.
0: I was surprised with potatoes, too. I mean, I guess a lot of people eat their potato skins, but I don't. <laughs> oh, we do. We only do when I make has like fries. fiber. Vegetables. I know, but I just don't. I, we don't really eat the potatoes that, that often anyways. So anyways, that kind of leads into, so there's the Dirty Dozen. Which, honestly, there's several more fruits and vegetables you can add to this list. Um, I kind of, I like to think of it as anything with, like, a really permeable skin or you're eating the flesh um, that's directly sprayed. And they use the pesticides to help with growth. So farmers, this is kind of like an ethical, economic discussion, but farmers basically use pesticides as an, like, economical resource to get the most out of what they plant so they can sell it for the cheapest price because when they have less loss, they can sell it for cheaper um, versus that's why organic is more expensive. And this is always, you know, in my head, it kind of plays a game of like if it's organic and you're not using pesticides, shouldn't it be cheaper because it's cheaper to make like you're not using all the extra blah, blah, blah. But they have to go into different um, arenas to prevent bugs, you know, from eating their crop or weather or you know certain things that affect like if they can't use gmo products like certain people use gm certain farmers will use gmo products to be more weather resistant or um they'll put off a little bit of a different scent so that the bugs don't want to eat them or whatever organic farmers can't do that so they lose more of their crop which is why they have to charge more so just a little stance on that but the dirty dozen think of it as any fruit or vegetable that has like really soft fleshy Um, skin that you might be eating that might absorb more of those pesticides. And then there's also the um, Environmental Working Group puts out the Clean 15. And these are foods, I don't think that they're like, hey, go ahead and eat conventional. However, if you're going to buy certain things conventional, these are the ones that you...
1: Exactly. So, like we already said, avocados, because you're not eating the skin. Same with sweet corn. If you're peeling the corn, you're not Mm -hmm. eating... Same with pineapple. (laughs) These are all... Um, those are the top three: um, onion. Again, you're taking the outside layer off. Papaya, frozen um, sweet peas, eggplant, asparagus, kiwi. Again, you're eating the inside. Cabbage, cauliflower, cantaloupe, honeydew, mushrooms, broccoli. I was surprised by cauliflower and broccoli. I yeah, you again. know, I actually was surprised by those two so and many mushrooms. Classes. <laughs> and mushrooms, too. Oh, yeah. I don't eat mushrooms, so I wasn't worried about them. Oh, I love well, mushrooms. this week I've
0: been craving them pregnant. So They're weird. so good. I love mushrooms. So weird. I've been, like, chopping them up pretty small, <laughs> so I can't even really taste them, but I have been craving them. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the Clean 15. So they kind of are basically saying, hey, here are the fruits and vegetables people eat. Here are the ones that you need to worry about pesticides. Here are the ones that maybe... It's not that you don't have to worry about it, but you have to worry less about it. Um, and they're easy to either peel or wash... You know, or just get, not disinfect, but like get rid of the pesticides off of them. Um, So that's what they kind of put out. I think use your best judgment. And, you know, the research is, I think the research is going to catch up to what I believe. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, I feel like organic, just... You feel like it's better. Yeah. Just using my common sense, I think organic is a better choice for me and my family. And that's just my... <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Oh, man, that's three. oh dang. Bless I'm done. you. I'm done. Um, I just think, like, logically for me, and, like, my critical thinking skill says that organic is better. Um, especially, I've always tried to eat organic Uh, Meat and dairy because I do know that that's been pretty stable as far as showing an increased benefit.
1: Yeah. Um, Same here.
0: Yeah. And it, it is lower inflammation usually because their diets are better. And then um, as far as fruits and vegetables go, I do it when I can afford it. If I can't afford it, then I don't do it. And you still need to eat fruits and vegetables. This is not an excuse
1: to. Yeah. You're not like, oh, I can't afford organic. So I might as well not eat that apple. It's like, no, I still eat the apple.
0: Yeah, even though it's conventional, the health benefits of it far outweigh the pesticides or the negative that they have found with pesticides, which honestly, they can't even prove causation. So a lot of the studies, even though they show higher rates of pesticides, they can't prove that those pesticides are actually affecting you in any way. Not to say that they're not, but they can't prove that they are. So it's kind of that causation doesn't equal causation. Oh, really? Ashton has. He something wants to, to talk. Say. He's got something to say about that. Um, but I do think, you know, regardless of organic or conventional, the pesticide residue. He wants to talk. He's gonna have a podcast when he's older. Yeah, he will. <laughs> um, so basically, regardless of conventional versus organic, the pesticide levels are still with within the range of what's considered safe. Uh, take it with a grain of salt, (laughs) you know, I think, um, if you can afford it, you're not putting your family at risk financially, then I think it's important to invest in. Um, but if you can't afford it, it's still important to get your fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So at the end of the day, basically get your fruits and vegetables in, you know, eat the foods that you're going to eat. If you can afford organic, I think it's worth it. The research is showing more and more. And I think the more research that they do is going to show, the benefit, um, there is higher antioxidants, um, in organic food versus the non-organic or conventionally grown, more omega-3s in the meat, dairy, and eggs, and lower cadmium, which we talked about, can be a carcinogen in your body, which is a heavy metal, and the increased pesticide, um, residue on conventionally grown foods. So basically, that's kind of my theory. I do think that research is going to catch up to the logic of it, and, I do think that the labeling that we do have for organic can be a little bit stricter. I'm hoping that one day we have even more strict guidelines for organic and like actually um, ethically produced food and um, ethically treated animals and things like that. That's really important. The other thing I wanted to touch on a little bit was local, eating local. So using your farmer's markets or CSAs. Yes. I love farmer's markets. They're the best. First of all, they're super fun. They are fun. Really great for kids. Yes. And they love dogs and dogs. Denver, all the dogs. Um, but that I think is almost more important than organic because one of the reasons why they use pesticides or why they use GMOs is to make foods last longer for the transit time of them being grown picked or harvested, and then transported across the U.S., if not across borders. So if you're buying locally, first of all, you're voting with your dollar, you're supporting your local farmers, but you're also, they've done several research studies about the um, nutritional benefits of local food when it doesn't have to transfer as long. They don't have to pick it so early in its harvest. So it's more at ripe season, but then it also doesn't have to go as long as the longer the food is disconnected from the vine, like produce specifically, obviously, um, the less nutrition it will have over time. So it it continues to lose nutrition when it's exposed to heat or cold or the sun or just time. So And I think that's pretty evident when you see produce that starts to go bad. You can tell that it's not as delicious or as ripe as it once was. So I think eating locally is one of... The most important things i think you can do for not only nutritional status but also for supporting your local community so that's what i would recommend but no judgment no shame whatever you can afford whatever you think is important for your family whatever works for you and like i said technically in the research there's no causation or um clear direct lines to like cancer or heart attacks or anything like that so if you're following the research in that regards then, you know, you may be better off just buying conventional.
1: Sprouts has good sales, I feel like, on produce, too. They do, yeah. So if you really want to buy organic um, or save some money just in general on produce, Sprouts is kind of the way to go, I think. We should do a whole episode on how to save money, like eating. Grocery shopping.
0: Organic or just healthy, like, fruits and vegetable kind of food
1: because yeah. I think I have, like, a ton of tips for that. Also, I want to bring one of my girlfriends on the podcast as a guest because she works guess. with like the Beef Cattle Association. Ooh, or something. Yes, and she knows a lot. I would love. And I to think talk that she may have differing views, like on organic and hormones, and yeah. But I think it'd be great to like hear another perspective. I would like that. So that. she would totally be down. Cool.
0: Okay, we really need some guests. Let us know. Email us or get on our Instagram and tell us what kind of guests you want to talk. We've invited formerly dentists. Haven't heard from one yet.
1: Yeah, we need a dentist. I also, yeah, I have a personal training friend. Yeah. You could get on here. Um, yeah, we could. I mean, there's so many. we got to talk about vegan and vegetarian with Andy, our co-worker. Oh, yeah. We shot she you out her. a lot. So She's we super into it. fish, which is why
0: she moved to Maine. So good for her. Fish is good. <laughs> all right. Um. That's all today, I think, right?
1: Yeah. She wrote. This little guy needs to go to bed. I
0: know. We kept him up for a long time. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Get on our Instagram at diet.riot.podcast and um, leave us a comment or share. Um, Share with all your friends that you're listening to this awesome podcast. Email us any questions or concerns you have or recommendations. Hello at dietriotpodcast.com. Bye. Bye. That is, oh. Baby girl's kicking now.
1: Oh my gosh, all of our children. They're going crazy. And you guys, dogs. this makes you want children, right?
0: Can't you just not wait for it?
1: Oh my gosh.